life insurance is one of those also that's in sort of the sheltered areas, part of the tax act. That means if you have any other investments, any other investment other than these four, there must be somebody from the CRA that you love a lot because they've got their hands sticking out and want to participate in your success other than these. Welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry, a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there. Through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision, how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then let's get started. Uh, Hello and welcome to another episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. I am your host, Joe Curry, along with my co-host, Lindsay Wilson. How are you doing, Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm super excited about our episode coming up here today uh, with our guest, Mark Halpern, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit about here in a couple of minutes, I guess. In the meantime, I'm just wondering, Lindsay, are you going out trick-or-treating tonight? I am going out tonight. I'm going out with some friends and their their children tonight. Yeah. And I'm dressing up as a zombie. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very How about nice. you? Uh, we're taking the kids out tonight. So uh, we have Lewis is going to be Megamind and Harry is going to be Metro Man. So anyone who hasn't seen the movie Megamind, it's a great animated comedy with Will Ferrell. So anyway, they're, uh, that's their movie of choice right now. So anyway, yeah, and I, I, I'm going to go out with them. I, I might throw together kind of a last minute costume, but I did go to uh, my cousin's 40th birthday party on, what was that, Saturday, I guess, when it was a, a zombie, kind of a, <laughs> a last minute throw together. Easy. So, just find some old clothes and maybe put on some, make some dark shadows under your eyes and you're you're good to go. You got it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, obviously uh, everyone listening to this, it's not uh, it's not Halloween today. We're recording these a little bit ahead of time. But as I said, we had uh, Mark Halpern on our show today. Yeah. And Mark, just a little bit about Mark. He's a certified financial planner, trust and estate practitioner, master financial advisor and philanthropy, and he's helped business owners, entrepreneurs, professionals, and affluent families for over 30 years. As CEO of wealthinsurance.com, he and his team specialize in tax-advantaged insurance solutions to protect families, create charitable legacies, and preserve estates. And Mark works closely with clients, accountants, lawyers, insurance, and investment professionals to provide comprehensive estate planning solutions as part of a team. And finally, something that's really great that that initiative of Mark's is he is building a national community of 100 financial professionals and charities with the goal of creating 1 billion of philanthropy annually. Yeah, pretty pretty amazing thing to to undertake, I think. Yeah, so uh, Mark is uh in my experience working with Mark, he's a you know, maybe a larger than life kind of person. <laughs> and he uh you know, if you listen to the episode here today, you know, it, it uh, just listening to him kind of inspires you to start thinking about your charitable, charitable plan giving. So, yeah, again, I'm really excited for everybody to hear the episode. Some of the things we chatted about today, using life insurance to kind of maximize your legacy or your charitable plan giving and minimize taxes, donating life insurance to charity, CPP philanthropy, gifting securities, donor advised funds. So we we hit on a lot today. I think the, the big takeaway for me and Lindsay, I, I would appreciate your thoughts on it as well. But yeah. the big takeaway for me is 
just how giving some thought to this type of planning really can allow people to maximize what they're giving and keeping more money for their family at the same time. Absolutely. Or even that as you get older, insurance policies that maybe that you might might hold that if you want to leave a legacy, you could donate it to uh, the charity or educational institution of your choice and and leave a legacy in that way too. That was something I didn't realize you could do. And I thought that was pretty a pretty amazing thing to be able to do with an insurance policy. Yeah. So it's uh, I think there's a lot of those little tidbits in here. And there's a lot that you can do with charitable plan giving that people really had not, I don't think on a, on a regular basis anyway, give a lot of thought to. So I'm sure that even if you uh, have a charitable plan already or you're an advisor listening to the show, there'll be something new in here that you can take away. So uh, I guess with that, enjoy the show. Okay, Mark Halpern, welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified. I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited to have you on the show today. How are you doing? Excellent, Joe. I am excited to be here. That's great. I'll, uh, in the intro, we talked a little bit about uh, how I know you, but I want to touch on it a bit. So I was watching Mark speak at an industry conference. Actually, Mark, do you remember how many years ago that was? 2014. Okay, so 2014. And Mark actually just spoke at that same event yesterday. But Mark was doing a lot of things, helping a lot of families and getting in front of people that I just wanted to know, I guess, how he was doing it. And I really admired everything he was doing. So I reached out to him back in 2014. He took me under his wing, taught me at least a good fraction of what he knows, which is is a lot <laughs> for me. So anyway, it's great to, to be able to circle back, Mark. And we're talking about charitable plan giving, and you are the foremost expert that I know in this space. So I know you have a lot of good things we can share with our listeners today that they could be taking to their planners for you know whatever kind of planning they're doing around charitable plan giving and really enhance or maximize their giving. Because I know that's really where you're helping people make the most of their money when it comes to that planning. Yeah, no, I appreciate I appreciate it. It's great to be here. And yeah, I'm so proud of you, Joe, and you know, how you're helping your clients and doing just such an amazing job and being such a great resource and trusted advisor. And that's why I'm really happy to be here to add just another layer of, you know, good advice and wisdom and knowledge for your listeners. Perfect. That's exactly what we're looking for. So Lindsay and I are both going to uh, pepper you with some questions because we want to uh, get all the good info we can in the next 30 minutes or so. So I'm going to I'm going to let Lindsay take over to get started. My first question is, I, your firm seems to focus on three keywords. So that's philanthropy, tax and insurance. Can you tell me a little bit about what you do and how this became your path? Yeah, sure. Uh, look at I. I've been in professional practice for 31 years as of this coming November. But actually, is it November for now? A couple of days. But my real start, Lindsay, was was in 1974, and that's when my my father, blessed memory, died of a heart attack at the age of 50. I was 11. I was the youngest of four boys, and my mother had to go back to work to support us, and it was tough for us. We all managed, but uh, my father was a very busy engineer, and as a result, there was no will. There was very little savings and there was no life insurance. So it was tough for us. But fast forward, you know, we work with some of Canada's most successful business owners and entrepreneurs and, and just affluent families and professionals. And you'd think they'd have everything all organized and optimized, but it's not true. They're all busy looking after everything and everyone. And they don't have up-to-date wills and powers of attorney and insurance and retirement plans. and ins so, so we help in three different areas. We realize one area is in estate planning. So just making sure that people's financial architecture they started with and that financial furniture actually matches up with today's reality. The second area is, is tax minimization strategies. 
So we specialize in tax-exempt insurance and, and other strategies that way. And the third area is philanthropy. We've identified that there are ways for people to convert taxes into charity and create enduring legacies for families. And you don't have to be Warren Buffett or Bill Gates to do it, which makes it even more, more interesting for everyone. Fantastic. So just on that point, what do you think are the main reasons people consider being philanthropic? Well, so far, it seems that the statistics say that two-thirds of decisions of giving charity are based on people's passions. So it's, it's really based on your passions. Only 13% apparently is, is, is pushed by tax. So if you can marry sort of that passion that people already have with tax, it means you can give a lot more for the same amount or give the same amount for a lot less. So, so that's one thing. I also feel that, you know, people have been nice during their lifetime and maybe, you know, sponsored somebody who was riding their bicycle to Barry to conquer cancer, and, but they hadn't really actually created strategic philanthropy in their plan or what I call going from success to significance, right? So I, I feel, and then when they find out that they, they have a choice where their taxes go, suddenly they get even more encouraged by it. And, you know, COVID, just as, a, as an aside, really was the busiest and successful part for our business over the last two years because, you know, we've been trying to convince people for the last 30 years that they were going to die or get sick or retire one day, and nobody believed us. And then it took a global plague for people to just be much more aware of their mortality and also all their incompletions. You know, it's amazing how little planning has been done here in Canada, unless you meet somebody like Joe Curry that actually is driven, his, you know, his whole business is built that way. But one area of, of incompletion is legacy. You know, people have not really put thought into it other than, you know, giving some cash checks or credit cards to charity, which are really the most inefficient way to give. So put those things all together and you'll get a pretty good understanding why people want to talk about philanthropy. So just to, to go back just a bit, figuring out where taxes go, if we're looking at, say, something like taxes on death, and they can only go to two of the following, maybe family, a government or charity, can you could you speak about that just in a little bit more detail? Yeah, I think it's really important first that one of the pushbacks we get is when we talk about charity, people say, you know, charity begins at home, right? It does begin at home. We've got to appreciate that. And that's why... Joe has to do the planning to make sure that, A, you get a check mark, you're never going to run out of money based on all your assumptions. What's the tax today? What's it going to be a life expectancy? And doing stuff with no, you know, can I never spend money? That's great. But the first thing you have to realize when it comes with philanthropy is that philanthropy is not about disinheriting your children. It's about adopting charity and disinheriting the tax department. Do you hear that? Your children are still going to get exactly what they were always supposed to get, but the tax now, instead of it going to the government, will go to charity. And it's amazing how many people are so set on giving as little amount of money to tax as possible while they're alive. They'll do everything to save money for taxes. But when it comes to when they die, they don't even think about it, you know, and they're not even going to be around to manage that or minimize it. So the time to be talking about this is obviously while the sun is shining, where there's a lot more options available to people. Awesome. So maybe we can kind of build off that a little bit, Mark, and talk about some strategies and how people can be paying less in tax and giving more to charity without disinheriting their kids. 
So I know there's, there's several strategies, you know, in other podcasts, I've given a bit of an overview, but I, I want to take a deeper dive into a few things that I know you talk a lot about with. And one thing that I think you created, uh, maybe we'll start right there, is uh, CPP philanthropy. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, it's great. We actually came up with this back in 2017 on the Global Mail, actually published something on it as well. When you turn 65 in Canada, you're entitled to receive CPP. You can take it as early as 60 or as late as 70 and uh, with various fractions that Joe can explain as far as planning. But it, it works out for a husband and wife maximum around $26,000 a year, right, to get CPP. So most wealthy people do not need it, right? They get taxed on it. They reinvest it. They get taxed again. That's number one. But the other thing is they don't necessarily realize that when they die, the CPP ends as well. So it's you know limited time opportunity. So if you're philanthropic and you don't need that money and you're just paying taxes, wouldn't it be nice to create something substantial for your family with that? So we created this idea called CPP philanthropy, and we say there are four options for Canadians. The first one is this. They can take that CPP and they could acquire about a one and a half million dollar life insurance policy, a permanent policy with that $26,000. If it's owned by a charity or a donor advised fund, then your $26,000 of CPP is considered a charitable donation. So you get a receipt for that. Now you're paying no taxes on your CPP, but you've created a one and a half million dollar charitable legacy. Alternatively, you could take the CPP, get the one and a half million dollar policy and pay taxes on CP while you're, CPP while you're alive, but have the beneficiary be a charity. So upon death, the charity gets a million and a half bucks and your estate saves $750,000 of tax. The third way, which I kind of like, is get the CPP, pay tax on it, get the one and a half million dollar policy, but make your kids the beneficiary of that and donate your registered assets that are going to be taxed at almost 54%. Your family's going to get 50% more than they would have had you not had you done nothing and you've created money for charity. The last one I like, I, I kind of call this like the the grandparent or grandkid pension plan. And that is why not take that CPP, get the one and a half million dollars, but make your grandchildren the beneficiary of that, where it gets invested professionally by somebody like Joe at five and a half five percent, and it produces seventy-five thousand dollars of pension income to your grandchildren in perpetuity, right? Or the money goes to them in order for them to give to charity that they now will save taxes later on in life and you'll be creating money. So it's kind of like the gift that keeps going. The bottom line is that don't just ignore stuff. You, everybody's sitting there with a lot of different you know, furniture, but some of those, those, those stones can be moved around to create tremendous legacies. Oh, that's great. And maybe uh, while we're talking about life insurance, you could just maybe touch on a little bit, maybe some other ways you can use life insurance for maximizing giving. And also, this is kind of a two-part question, I guess, but maybe we were talking about this earlier, you could speak a little bit about the value in donating a life insurance policy in certain situations. Sure. So I'll, I'll, I'll take, it, take it from the top. We don't have a lot of you know, tax shelters left in Canada, right? Even though tax shelter is not a great word, you know, other than let's say your principal residence, you know, and uh, TFSAs and lottery winnings, life insurance is one of those also that's in sort of the sheltered area as part of the tax act. That means if you have any other investments, 
any other investment other than these four, there must be somebody from the CRA that you love a lot because they've got their hands sticking out and want to participate in your success other than these. So I think it's important to understand how life insurance works here. So, you know, one way is there are people who have old insurance policies. They took out, you know, the kids were young, they had a mortgage, roof over their head, food on the table, education funds. Those small policies, you know, likely would not move the dial on their estate planning. So those policies can actually be donated to charity while you're alive as an asset, and you get a fair market value receipt for that donation. So as an example, we did something with a university where an alumnus had a $300,000 policy he no longer needed. He'd become uninsurable, and the value of that policy was $187,000. That means he gave $300,000 insurance policy he doesn't need to charity, he gets a $187,000 charitable receipt that saves him over $90,000 of tax. And now going forward, the premiums he pays are considered charitable donations, and he saves more taxes. But he's recognized for giving a huge gift with a huge tax benefit. So, so that would be one way. So also, if people have term insurance, you know, the term insurance is something that goes up every 10 or 20 years and becomes sort of cost prohibitive at some point. Those policies can always be converted into permanent at any time without any medical evidence. So if somebody's health has gone awry, they could convert that policy and donate it as well in the same instance that I mentioned earlier to save taxes now. And even in some cases, the charities will fund the policy. So you can't fund it, but the charities will fund it because the the return on that for the fair, for the charity is that high. So that's one way of using life insurance, Joe. The other two are why not buy a new policy? You have a charity, you want to give them $100,000, buy a $100,000 life insurance policy, cost pennies, or fund it with some appreciated securities, even called less than pennies, and your premiums will, again, will be charitable donations or just leave it on death to save some estate taxes. The simplest, Joe, is everyone's got life insurance. So just change your beneficiary right now to either a dollar or a percentage amount to a charity, right? For every $2 you give to charity, you're going to save a dollar a tax. So it's a lovely thing. And the charities will actually recognize you today while you're alive for a gift that's going to be paid out when you die. So how nice is that, especially for somebody who wants to sort of spread that good education around to your kids and to your grandchildren and to your community? Absolutely. One of the that's one of the things I know in, in talking to some foundations is that they they like to know kind of who who's leaving money to them because it helps them with their planning. And so a lot of people don't actually tell the foundation though that the you know they're going to be a legacy donor. They they made that beneficiary designation or they you know they put it in their will or whatever the case is. But there you know there's definitely some advantages and, and reasons why you might want to do that. A special perk for me. So maybe in an ep another episode, I'll talk about this. So I you know I've uh, donated my wife and I uh, donation donated a life insurance policy to the. Uh, the Peterborough Hospital. And uh, so we're one of their legacy givers. And so we have a, a parking pass when we go to the hospital, which is... Uh, that's worth. That's probably worth a million dollars. Right? That's yeah, what I was going to say. I mean, that's a huge perk right there. Yeah. <laughs> Especially anyone go to this hospital would know. Is there... I'm just trying to think of other gifting strategies you might want to talk about. We've talked in the past about gifting securities, so stocks with capital gains, but maybe you could talk. Is there other donations you can make with shares, like maybe private shares or other ways to get... Um, yeah, let's just let's just quickly talk about appreciated public securities because again, you know, if if anybody who's listening right now is giving cash checks or credit cards to charities as donations, stop. 
It's it's the most cost and tax inefficient way to give. Government came up in 97 and said you can donate appreciated securities that would be stocks, ETFs, mutual funds, segregated funds. Find your biggest gaining non-registered you know investments. If you would sell them on the market, you 27% of the gains is going to be tax. But if you donate it, there's no tax. So that's the way to give. And you'll basically be converting your taxes that you would have spent into charitable donations. Other ways of giving would be things like flow-through shares. Depending on what province you're in and what's available, these are sort of development research and development type investments that allow you to give money to charity at a cost of somewhere between five and 15 cents a dollar. So instead of giving a, a dollar of cash, which means it's costing you 50 cents, now you're giving a donation at a cost of five to 15 cents if, if it's available. So that's something to certainly be on the lookout for. And then there's also, as you were mentioning, private company share donation strategies, which that's that's everyone knows about donating public shares, but most people are not aware of the opportunity to donate private company shares. So this would be for any of your listeners who have done or will be doing an estate freeze, where perhaps they're freezing the value on their estate and they're passing along the growth to the next generation through a, a trust, let's say, and so that they can take advantage of you know, multiplying the lifetime capital gains exemption, which I think is now at about $920,000 per person. So that's very powerful, but you're still sitting there with a big tax bill. So you know, we, we just did a private share donation strategy where somebody had a $7 million tax that we turned into a $14 million donation. And, and, and we, we were also able through that to also create a future payment of $6 million of tax-free dividends for the next generation. And we did that through an insurance strategy. So don't ignore those types of things. Speak to your, your advisor, speak to your accountant, or you know, reach out, certainly Joe, who understands this, to see how this can be you know, organized or coordinated with your plans. I I just like to return to the um, charities in one way that I'm forgive uh, I'm familiar with charitable giving and that would be charitable receipts, and I'm just wondering. Let's say I get a charitable receipt for today. Can it be carried forward by a certain number of years? And and if uh, if I have a charitable receipt, how much can one's annual tax bill be offset with those donation receipts? Yeah, it's a great question. Again, most people, I'm I'm only going to speak about let's say the a higher net worth individual because I like to keep the math fairly simple, right? So in any given year, you can use charitable receipts to mitigate up to 75% of net taxes payable, right? That an individual has. And any amount over that 75% can be carried forward for up to five years. That means if somebody's sitting there and let's say they've got a tax bill, uh, just say $10,000, and they were to give 20,000 to charity, so they couldn't save the whole ten thousand; they'd only be able to save seventy five hundred of that tax, right? But the balance could be for, carried forward. So that's that's one thing people should be aware of, especially at this time of year before December thirty first, and and especially if you have a whole bunch of appreciated securities, even though the markets have been, you know, kind of hammered. But you know, people have been investing in the market for decades; they've got to have some some good wins there on death, which is interesting. The numbers actually are even better that somebody can 
leave money to charity and donations can mitigate up to 100% of estate taxes and be used to go back the prior year as well. That means if somebody has, I'm just saying, a $500,000 estate tax and they leave a million dollars to charity, now that $500,000 estate tax has become $500,000 of charity. So it's, it's, it's very powerful and it should just be part of people's holistic tax and estate planning. That's amazing. So we had, we recently had um, Denise from Canada Gives on the podcast talking about donor advised funds. And that's kind of from the provider standpoint, but I was uh, hoping to get your perspective, Mark, from the kind of the advisor's perspective on where donor advised funds fit into uh, the planning with your clients. Yeah, it's, it's a great. First of all, as soon as you mention a foundation, you know, people think, oh, that's for rich people. You know, that's for Bill Gates. And, but it's actually, I find that this whole discussion is, you know, kind of like hidden treasures that Canadians have and they're just not aware of. So let's just understand both. A private foundation is really something for somebody who's very independent. They've got a couple million dollars they want to put into a foundation. There's some setup costs, annual reporting, and they manage their own money, right? And and they want to continue to they're kind of independent people. So, but for an average person, they can use a public foundation like Canada Gives, right? Like Abundance, you know, like the banks all have donor advised funds. There are community foundations like the Peterborough found community foundation to Trump and you can use their umbrella and all their compliance and governance and put your named family foundation inside of it. And it's kind of like having your own concierge when it comes to your charity. Now you get one receipt, the money sits there, it's professionally managed and you can distribute it to any registered charity in Canada for a donation as low as a hundred dollars. So those to, to get one of those donor advised funds, depending on what what structure you're using, it could be anywhere from five to twenty five thousand dollars in terms of a first charitable pop that you put in, and and now you've got a foundation. So, for instance, we, my my wife and I, we I have a donor advised fund for our company, and then we have two donor advised funds for our family. You know, and it's it's a very efficient way. And then there's planning you can do in those foundations as well. But the management fees are very reasonable and it just has to be discussed in terms of is this something that you want to do? It's especially good, though, for people who are not ready to write a big check to one charity. They want the tax advantages. So they're going to use this donor advised fund as a parking lot to put money in. But then, you know, the legislation, which is actually changing, says that you have to give out at least 5% per year. So let's say you're making 6% on your money, hopefully, and you have to give out 5%. It means you're never going to burn down that charitable money. Perfect. And can you think of maybe a specific situation that would be kind of the ideal time for somebody to be thinking about a donor advised fund? Yeah, any any time of year, obviously. But as we get closer to de- December 31st, we should be kind of wise people to have eyes on the top of our head and sort of be talking to our accountants about, hey, what's my tax bill going to be in April? Like, what does it look like? And then if you know what your tax bill is going to be in April, now you could be doing a donor advised fund today, perhaps donating some appreciated securities or old life insurance policy or just putting cash in to use that receipt to offset the taxes that are going to be due in, in April. Awesome. That's great. So we're coming just kind of towards the end of our time. And I just wanted to jump in and, and ask, Mark, how can people find you and learn more about what you're doing? Well, I'm, our company is called wealthinsurance.com. So they can either 
best is to contact Joe. Joe's, uh, <laughs> he knows how to reach up and reach me. And I'm, you know, I'm sort of collaborating with him and his clients in situations where they, they require this expertise, or they can reach out, send me an email to marketwealthinsurance.com, or they can just go to YouTube. Also, I think there's, we have a lot of different presentations and concepts there. I, I write for a publication called The Tax Letter. We have about 100 publications on on these different topics. We have some one-pagers on all the topics that we spoke about today that just help people understand, you know, what things what things do as opposed to what they are that could be very, very helpful for them as well. And I really recommend that I did, I was fortunate to do a, a TED Talk back in 2019 at uh, Moses Neimer's Idea City, and I was in the disruptors category, and the topic is called The New Philanthropy. I really recommend people watch that. It was it was great. It was down at Kroner Hall in Toronto, about 700 people. But it will really help to position, you know, where philanthropy can fit within people's planning. That's great. And Mark, one thing I wanted to uh, maybe leave on is if you could speak a little bit, I know you kind of have a, a big vision about creating a lot of money for charitable plan giving for charities. Maybe you could speak a little bit to that before we uh, before we say goodbye. Thank you. Yeah. Look, at, you know, there's a guy named Simon Sinek. He always talks about what's your why? What are you doing? What's your why? So, you know, besides losing my father, I'm also pretty religious and I believe in charity. There's two ways to give money to charity. I can write a check or I can show other people how to write a check and you get more reward for the money you make that way. So, we had an audacious goal that we created just before COVID that we wanted corporately to create $100 million of new charity each year. So we didn't quite hit it, but we've created $120 million just over the last two years. And, and that's really lovely. But we have a much bigger goal, which is, you know, we'd like to create a We'd love to create a national community of allied professionals like you, Joe, and, and charities and other professionals where if we're all working together to create $10 million of charity, and you've got 100, that's a billion dollars. And I'd like to do that on an annual basis. And that's not some, you know, pie in the sky. That's like crowdfunding. And we have a lot of advisors who who love this because it really does talk to people's souls. It talks to them about purpose, talks about becoming significant. And also, I think, you know, there's a, a saying that it says that we live once, but we die twice. So I understand dying once. When's the second time we die? That's when people stop talking about us. Like, you know, grandma, grandpa, you know, great. Like how many people know the names of their great grandparents? Like charity is a way to pass along those virtues and those values to our children. We're, we're living in a world that is so upside down right now. And with social media, people are lost. So charity, religion are great ways to sort of bring those important values back to our families and and realize also that we have way more than we are ever going to spend in our life or need. So if you can use the chair, if you can use the tax stuff to create a great, even if there's no tax advantage, it's just a great thing to do. That's awesome. And a great way to end. Appreciate you joining us on this episode, Mark, of your retirement planning simplified. It's uh, It's been fun. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Joe. And thank you, Lindsay. And I really appreciate it. And everyone should stay safe and well. Thanks very much for listening to our interview with Mark Halpern. And I just wanted to mention a few resources, including his website, wealthinsurance.com, which has 
extensive resources on charitable giving, and also his TED Talk called The New Philanthropy, which was part of Idea City. You can find the link in our show notes to the YouTube video. And of course, you can find all of our show notes about this episode at matthewsandassociates.ca forward slash podcast. You'll look for Retirement Planning Simplified podcast page. And of course, look for the episode with Mark Halpern. Thanks for listening. Investment services are provided through Matthews & Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners Incorporated and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners Inc. ACPI. Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates are not licensed tax professionals, and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. If you'd like to see how prepared you are for retirement, we've created a free retirement readiness calculator to help you out. Go to matthewsandassociates.ca forward slash ready to input your retirement information and receive instant feedback to help you evaluate your current retirement readiness. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode. And until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.